Welcome to the Contract Lens Podcast, brought to you by Malbec. In this podcast, we have conversations with contract management thought leaders and practitioners about everything contracts and its ecosystem. Today's episode focuses on user adoption in contract management, and we are joined by Sumi Trombley, Senior Legal Operations Consultant at Uplevel Ops. Sumi is an experienced, customer-focused attorney with a demonstrated history of working in the finance, information technology, and services industry. With a background in both in-house legal departments and law firms, Sumi is known for her ability to provide strategic guidance on cost-effective solutions. So now, it's time to relax, grab a glass of wine, and let's talk contracts. Okay, welcome to our Contract Lens podcast, latest edition. And today I'm excited to be joined by Sumi. Hi, Sumi, how are you? So excited to be talking with you today. Good, good. So I think we we have a great topic today. I know both of us are passionate about this and have a lot of thoughts around user adoption in contract management. This is something that in any technical solution or business process, it's it's key to success. And there are so many factors that can go into what makes for meaningful and successful user adoption. I think especially in contract management, it's important to get this right because with low adoption, your users could be going offline and you really lose that visibility and all the benefits you were looking for in the first place. So it's something that I know I think a lot about through the onboarding and support process with our customers. And we try to help support our customers in promoting thought around this early on. So I'm really looking forward to our discussion and your advice on how to make the most and prepare for this so that all the hard work that's put into an initiative around both technology and process does not go by the wayside due to a lack of adoption. So, you know, I know with your vast experience as both a legal professional and as a legal operations process expert, you will have so much to say. So let's let's dive right in today. Question number one in any initiative is, is where to start and when. So when thinking about and planning for a new contract lifecycle management solution or a new contracting process, where do you start when it comes to ensuring that you will promote user adoption? And when do you need to start thinking about this? I, I laugh because it's, when do you, when did you stop thinking about it? Cause that's, that's when you stop thinking about it is when you're going to have the problem. You know, really, I think you start at the beginning when you're thinking about how do you define success for your implementation? If you're going to say success means that our users are using it, you need to start thinking about how do we get them to use it? What are the key criteria? So when you're selecting a tool, you need to identify who are the users and then begin to understand what the users need. So it might be the legal department. It might be uh, your sales team who's requesting contracts. It might be interfacing with your procurement team or your finance team, but understanding who is going to be using the tool is key. And of course, we talk about how you bring them along in the process, but if you're if you're not thinking about it in the beginning, it's going to be too late at the end to, to make sure that you have user adoption. Yeah, and that's, that's an excellent point. And you mentioned different audiences. So 
before you even select a tool, and this is this isn't tool driven, right? So this is mm -hmm. uh, this is about a strategy early on that includes defining what each of those groups needs and what are the lean business processes that are equally important to this. So in going through that effort and evaluating those different groups, what do you think are important tools, methods, or people resources that really need to be involved in this you know, needs analysis? So what, what do you recommend? What have you seen work as, as a strategy? So, you know, first of all, we, we talk very clearly about when, when we work with our clients about creating the business use cases. So it starts with communication and how do you, how do you build the, those use cases? You have to start communicating with your stakeholders, understanding what their pain points are, and then communicating expectations about those business cases. Like we're going to solve for this, you know, you're not going to solve in the first instance for the entire universe, but bringing your um, users along for the ride through communication, through the selection process. If you're having demos with vendors, you may not want them to be in the first demo as you're narrowing it down, but bringing them along for, for maybe the final decision, showing them how it's working. And I think that's really, really important to understand that if you're considering them as your key stakeholders or your users, they should be involved in the process or feel like their opinion is valued. So that when it comes time to the change management of it, they're going to be your advocates within the organization. They've seen the tool used, they understand the tool, and they can talk to the people around them to say, oh, there's this tool and here's how it works. And it's just another way to, to effectuate a good change management. Another thing that I think is really important is training. So people don't often think about training. They kind of think if I pick a tool that's intuitive, people should just be able to like figure it out on their own. And, and that, that may be the case, um, but, but it's just not like, it's not useful if maybe 5% of your user base is going to experiment and figure it out. Having tools available that are not just in the beginning, but throughout the, the use of the tool the, the term of your, of your contract with the tool, having them available is going to be key to, to success. Yes. And so, so many things there you said that were really important uh, and you brought in the element of change management, which is, which is really key and focusing on that early on. And a big part of that, you, you mentioned the use cases and what are the use cases of the different users. So it's making sure that you're really solving a true need, right? Each of those different communities are going to have different use cases and different needs. So I completely agree with you about making sure you focus in on that need in those different areas. I've also seen with our customers, you know, what you said about communicating throughout the process. So early and often and really making it targeted. And do you recommend when you know, we talk about communication early on, and we'll, we'll come back to training, but with a change management plan and communication, you know, in my experience, it seems to work best when you, you do that with different groups, but how do you typically recommend? Is it overall communication or focusing in on just the specific needs of those groups so they really feel the what's in it for me perspective? Oh, absolutely. But I mean, you know, I think there's a there's a need for both. Um, introducing it as a whole, as a whole, um, introducing the platform and, and 
showcasing the fact that this is going on in, in your organization is useful to give people kind of insight into it, into the process. But for sure, the, the communication about what you're going to, what each person is going to be involved with, that role-based communication is, is going to be key. Because most of the time you get these big emails, oh, we're doing this new initiative. And, you know, we are, we're all sitting at our computer getting a thousand emails a day. You see it and you're like, okay, I'll just deal with it when it gets to, when it affects me. And so making sure you have that communication about how it's going to affect that person and in their role is going to be very key in, in getting them to start turning on their brain to focusing on what you're asking them or what you're telling them about the tool. Exactly. Yeah. So going back to the fundamentals of change, change management and what does this mean for me? What exactly is changing? Why is this better? Those are all, all great points um, and making it really specific to that that group or that user. Uh, and another thing that you talked about was the training. So, you know, I, I always feel this is something that really deserves the energy and time and attention <clears throat> throughout the process. And not just at the beginning, but also, as you said, refresher training, make sure it's continuous after the fact. Um, so do you, you know, what do you, when you think about continued adoption for the long term, what are some strategies or methods to make sure that user adoption takes hold from the beginning, but then as business changes, user behavior changes or needs change, how do you keep a pulse on that and make sure that the end users are, are still familiar? Because it's not just about the tool, as you've said, it's, it's a lot to do with the process. Yeah. And I think kind of what we said at the very beginning, which is when do you stop thinking about it? Because you should never be stopped. You, you should never stop thinking about, are your users using it? Is it effective? What are your use cases? So that the initial thought process that goes into selecting the tool should be a continuous question and evaluation throughout the life cycle of your tool. So in the beginning, you're trying to define parameters so that you select the right tool. Well, you know, a year in, is it still the right tool for you? Are you getting the pieces out of it? So, you know, having those SLAs or, or understanding volume, are you, you know, how, how do we define success? Some people may say it's because we've gotten 100% of our NDAs through our um, CLM tool, or it's that, um, our emails in our general inbox went from 100 to five a day, you know? So it's, it's just like defining what that success is and then actually going back throughout the process and say, are we getting there? Are we getting what we expected out of this tool based on those success criteria? And then if you're not, then let, then reach out reach out to your users. And even if you are, reach out to your users, <laughs> ask them what's working, what's not working. Part of the success is the engagement. And they say, well, now that you mention it, this piece is really tricky for me. Oh, okay. Well, maybe there's a way you can make it easier. And so you might have adoption right now, but you might actually enable, win over somebody who's going to be your advocate if you start to develop a good relationship with your users um, and get good feedback. And so it's continuously changing in terms of, you know, phase one, maybe your NDA, but 
as you begin to build out your other phases in your implementation, you're bringing people along. Yes. You know, one thing that you said that triggered another thought was, um, you know, list. Sometimes I think that in trying to gather that data, organizations might be afraid of what the users might say. And, mm -hmm. and so they're not prepared for that. So it's, it's just, as you said, being honest and letting the users know we want to hear what you have to say. We want to want to hear what's working, what's not. And then having a plan to be able to act on that is really important so that you're not going to be able to solve every problem, but you, you should have a plan of what you're going to do with that data and, and how you're going to bring it forward. Are there any particular, you mentioned some metrics there, but any other tracking points or what maybe organizations could look for from their vendor or from a company like Uplevel Ops to help them with that? Yeah, so we oftentimes will just, we'll tell companies to begin doing customer surveys to understand, are they be meeting their needs? Sometimes Uplevel will come in and we'll do assessments of legal departments. So if there, if, even if you have a, a contract management tool, but you're not sure, we can come in and we can, we can do the interviews and, and that's overstating what they are, but they're really just conversations like this, asking folks about what their experience is. Do you like your tool? Do you not like your tool? What works? What doesn't work? And not just in the tool framework, but we do it with other pieces of the legal operations framework. But it really is quite insightful, both for the legal department, but also for other stakeholders. And they kind of feel like, oh, okay, this is, this is how the legal department wants to know how they are doing. And that, I think, resonates with people across the board. So that's kind of what we can do. And then often, if there are gaps or we identify gaps that users are saying this isn't working, we typically will say, okay, have you talked to the vendor? Have you reached out to the vendor to see if those capabilities or that functionality is available? Um, one of the things that we recommend recommend often is to talk to the vendors periodically. You know, they'll send emails about, you know, these are your new features, but get a demo from them, a quick demo of the new features to see if there's things that could improve your current implementation. And maybe you implemented it a year ago, but all, there have been so many advancements, I would say 99% of the tools <laughs> in about three months. So you know, there, there might be facets of the tool that you're not using. So going back and having that constant communication, both with your clients, meaning your business users and your, and your constituents within the organization, but also having the conversations with the vendor to see where you can improve. And then there are some cases where you may have outgrown the tool. And in that instance, we can help you go back to the drawing board, figure out what are your business cases? What are your use cases? And we can help identify and walk you through the, the tool selection process. Yes, and, and what you said there kind of circles back to the beginning too. So in the selection process, you know, finding out what the vendors do offer in terms of continued knowledge and information about what's new in the product. And, you know, I know at Malbec, we like to do those health checks because we are always releasing new features. And so something may not have been perfect at one point, but maybe with things that have changed in your process or in the tool, now there's a better solution. So that constant cycle of, of evaluating things, I think is, is really important. As you said, you know, just never stops. It's, it's something thing that you should do early in the process, but then also often and just continuously to ensure that. 
And that brings up another thing that I constantly <laughs> think about, which is a tool has to be nurtured and there needs to be somebody within the organization who's going to be doing that. And that gets to the heart of, you know, legal operations in, in any organization. You need to have some sort of system administrator who is there to talk to the constituents, who's there to nurture the vendor relationship. Building the tool and just leaving it static is a guaranteed way to not have user adoption. <laughs> so if anything, it's really a plug for just legal operations function within a legal department. Yeah, and in larger organizations, I think that's really that's really key what you said for any size organization. But even if you have bigger teams beyond the that person, you could also designate champions within your business units who help you keep the pulse on how things are going. Um, do you see that often? Do you do you recommend that? Oh yeah, I think you you came up with a the better word, but um, yeah, they're going to be the, your advocates or your champions throughout. They're going to be the ones that, like you said, finger on the pulse within the department. This is working. This is not working. You know, they don't have to be the person who who takes it on and fixes it, but they can be the person who you know, just knows how the business function works and the process works, and can share that with the legal operations function. And they could also help with training as well. So training, doing that overall training and then user-focused training. I know with some of our clients, they've done videos and done some training sessions through Champions, but then also hold open office hours for users to come in and ask questions. And that giving those forums is always a good way to catch some of those things that might be missed or, or not come up in surveys or general support channels for users to come to you. It kind of gives them another another way to express what they need or what challenges or roadblocks they might be facing. Yeah, all, all great advice. Well, I think we've talked about a lot of things, but in summary, I would say that in order to promote long-term and successful user adoption, you know, things that you've mentioned, it's communicating and having a strategy from the very beginning and ensuring that you're always cycling back to that and, and measuring against it. So you've given some great advice and and also the, the ownership, making sure someone internally is designated for that and that you don't implement and forget um, all great advice and is there anything else that you would you would share in closing as we wrap up this conversation today? I, I know that it can be overwhelming having worked with a lot of clients, some of whom who that have selected a tool and are just frustrated. They know it's not working. They just don't know why, or they're so overwhelmed because they're a brand new company and they know they need a a tool, but they just are overwhelmed with the possibility of coming into the market and there are so many options. One of the things that we do at Uplevel is help take that piece off of their plate and help them navigate that selection process. And so if anything, it's, I know we said a lot and there's, we've unpacked a lot of work that needs to be done, <laughs> but there is help out there. I, I, you know, whether it's at the vendor, talking to folks like you, the customer success team at the vendor, or talking to folks like us, there is help out there and we're, we're here to, to enable it. And it gives me no more pride and happiness to see clients succeed in and having the user adoption, whether it's even a single NDA self-service or this complex workflow. It doesn't matter, but if it means success for the organization, then that's great. And think about how you could get success in, in multiple 
cycles, right? You don't have to do all that work at once. You can, you look for tools and, and develop your goals that will help you win quick successes. And they, and there may be multiple iterations of that. So all that work doesn't have to be done all at once. You, you know, you really can look at what's most important and, and look for those quick wins uh, and then continue from there. Absolutely. The phased piece is, is also key. Take off small bites. Um. <laughs> as is uh, you know, many things in life and it makes it yeah. easier. And especially with the way things business really change frequently and often today, I think that that's something that we all have to keep in mind and, and try to be more agile in how we accomplish our goals. Yeah, absolutely. And Sumi, for organizations that may want to take advantage of, of help, would you mind just sharing how to find up-level ops and if you have any special events or things coming up in in the coming weeks? Yeah. So uplevelops.com, uplevelops is one word. We're available and willing to, to help you. If you just need to brainstorm what it is that you, you need help with, that's often something that we do for, for clients. We also have monthly lunch and learns that are, that are free and they're super great. They're, they're just about bringing the community together, the legal operations community, and we showcase one or two vendors during the period, but it's really about talking and networking with your other legal operations professionals and getting to talk about what's happening in the, in the world of legal operations. Um, I would encourage folks to, to join that. It's in coordination with in-house counsel as well as up-level ops. Thank you again. I know I speak for the Malbec team when we say we you know, up-level ops, we really respect the expertise and, and that you bring to the table and everyone on your team. So thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.